It's your American patriot, DJ Drew Shelton. With insight and analysis of today's rapidly shifting world, we welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. Remember, you don't have to be Jewish to be with Cindy. And now, coming from our WGBB studios in the tri-state area, your Jewish patriot, Cindy Gross. Welcome to the Jewess Patriot. I am your host, Cindy Gross, bringing you headlines and trends from around the world. As many of you know, my tagline is, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy. And today's show, in particular, relates to that hashtag. As many of you know, my Jewish name is Isil Perel, which means sweet pearl in Yiddish. And I open up with my pearls of wisdom. Today's pearls of wisdom is a quite a bit different. Today, I was supposed to start a brand new season and a brand new direction for the show. A direction of happier, funnier, entertaining, guest and themes, because so many of you have reached out to the studio asking for more of me getting to know me and getting to know people around us. Instead, the next couple of weeks, my openings and pearls of wisdom are not coming from me, because the best pearls of wisdom I could offer you is to listen to those suffering in the land of Israel, those helping out in the land of Israel. This is not an Israeli problem. This is a worldwide problem of morality and common sense. So I am going to cut my opening short so that you can hear exclusively from leadership, around the world, especially from people in Israel. Welcome back to this very, very uh, important show. And joining me now 
is a friend to the show and to me personally. Somebody coming to us from Israel who is super busy at this time. Arie Lightstone is the former advisor to U.S. Ambassador David Freeman, and he's a special envoy for the Abraham Accords. He is the best-selling author of his book called Let My People Know. And in his book, he details things that the Biden administration should be doing to actually uh, work together and continue the success of the Trump administration's team in the Middle East. And of course, we all know what's happening and we want uh, just some words, some updates. I keep getting phone calls from people from all over the country. They need to know what's happening. Not only the Jews, but people that support Israel that are very concerned about uh, Christians there as Judeo-Christian values are at stake. So Rabbi Arie Lightstone, Welcome to the show. I wish I could invite you on better circumstances, but we've got to talk about what's happening and uh, share with the audience. Normally, I would say it's great to be with you. It's not great to be with you, but it's important to be with you. Uh, Israel is going to be fighting two battles on a go-forward basis. One is eradicating terror and extremism on its borders and partially from within, and the other is going to be fighting with the world. Uh, which will inevitably turn to blame Israel shortly. So having these conversations, thank you for doing that. Thank you for having me on. Uh, This is not an Israeli issue. It's not an American issue. This is truly a battle in between good and evil uh, that uh, civilization uh, needs to address. And it's not a Jewish issue. It's not even a issue of Republican, Democrat, uh, country issue. This is a common sense issue. People saw and they keep seeing, uh, thanks to social media, uh, the actual events, the, the, the murderers, the terrorists are proud of what they're doing and are displaying it for everyone to see. How could anybody support this? Well, how can anybody support this is a question that I think civilization is going to have to reckon with. Because if we look at the fall of Western civilization as we know it, part of the story will be told based upon people without the moral clarity to understand that people who murder, kidnap, rape are evil, and those people who defend their citizens are good. Um, I'm not going to point out all the terrible, horrific videos that are available for people to see. People should make that decision themselves, whether they can handle that. But I will point out that there was a video that I watched late last night where Israeli police officers who first responded to the scene of this music rave um, were badly outgunned, horrendously outmanned, incredibly surprised. And these young men who, by the video, could not have been older than 25 or 26, in some cases younger than the people they were defending, bravely placed themselves in between the murderers and the victims. And I think they knew they had no chance of making it. But if you look at the bravery, what what, what compels a human being to not flight, but to fight and to put themselves in harm way to protect other people, you are witnessing in real time, the greatest of amongst us against the very worst of amongst us. And here's the other thing that you need to know. All of your viewers need to know that Israel has told the people of Gaza to evacuate. They know where to evacuate from. They know where to evacuate to. Hamas has told them, do not evacuate. And Egypt will not accept any of them. This is a game that they are playing with people's lives. And we will see this played over and over and over again in the media. The same people who do not value the lives of the Jews and the Germans and the Americans and the Italians and the Thais and the Nepalese that were murdered by these barbarians will be the same people who will wish the murder of their own people because they have no moral conscience. They have no morality. They have no, uh, I don't know, semblance of what would normally take somebody to be a human being. And people need to know that that is what the battle is about today. So I have to ask you being, you were so involved with the Abraham Accords. And of course, every commentary talks about, oh, this was done to distract Saudi Arabia and even Qatar and some of the other countries. I say that, uh, you know, this is really America's weakness. 
I think Taiwan now is should be watching very carefully because China now has openings that they didn't have last week. Yeah, I mean, there are three things that I think we can talk about. Uh, we can litigate how we got here, and there will be plenty of time to figure out why over a thousand lives were unnecessarily lost. Amongst those reasons is the incredible weakness that the U.S. has demonstrated since President Biden assumed the presidency from Afghanistan to Ukraine to the Iran deal to having a spy ring, uh, as reported by Lee Smith, actually within the State Department and the Pentagon. Uh, Weakness is clear. Uh, Israeli political turmoil fighting once a month. We can talk about all of that. What's incredibly important to understand is that the that Israel is united today. Israel has conviction today. Israel has determination today. And and I will throw the Biden administration under the bus for every one of their flaws and faults. And this might make some of your listeners upset. I pray every single day that he'll be the greatest president in the history of the United States of America. Because if he were to be that, we would be safer and these lives would still be here. Now, President Biden made a very good decision by sending the aircraft carrier, the Gerald Ford, to the Mediterranean to send a message to Iran and its proxies, namely Hezbollah and others, to stay out of this. Um, This is an important thing. It should be applauded. We should call our members of Congress. We should call our senators and tell them that the louder we scream, the harder we thump our arms against the desk, the less likely it will be that others will enter into this fray. The more quiet we are, the more we try to imitate Neville Chamberlain, which seems to be the foreign policy of this administration, the more likely that there will be countless more unnecessary deaths. I'm going to take a step further what you just said. You said uh, Israel Israelis are united. Jews around the world, from Orthodox to the most assimilated, uh, Judeo-Christian uh, supporters, Zionists, are with us. Unfortunately, not enough are with us. I don't see all those celebrities and all those uh, fashion designers and uh, public figures that were busy supporting Black Lives Matter, which turned out to be a dismal uh, disaster and proven to be a lot of corruption among their board, uh, standing up as much. And what does that say about the public, especially the Jews involved in these arenas? Pardon me for not caring about somebody's foreign policy opinions if they make dresses or if they have an Instagram channel. Uh, I'm not positive I would go to them for a diagnosis if, God forbid, a relative of mine was sick and I needed a medical diagnosis. I don't believe I would go to them if my business was in trouble and I needed an accountant or a lawyer. Why the hell would I go to them on Middle East policy? Uh, They are not relevant to this conversation uh, the more that they try to own this conversation and are obviously wrong. This is a simple one, though. You are either on the side of people who rape, murder, pillage, and kidnap, or you are against them. Very simple. There is no in-between. There is no straddling this fence. And people have a choice. If they cannot make that determination, sit this one out. We will talk in the future about what it means to sit things out when you see evil so clearly in your face. Um, just look at our Ivy League institutions right now, Harvard, Columbia, Yale, etc. Penn just two weeks ago hosted uh, these these miserable human beings who cheer on activities like Hamas did. And I'm yet to see a clear cut vocal condemnation from any of the leadership there. I'm yet to see the tens of thousands of donors of these institutions say, I'm done. I'm yet to see parents who send their kids to these institutions say, I will not send my kids there. I will not spend tuition there. I'm yet to see kids say, I am dropping out. As soon as we begin to do that, there will be pain for that ambiguity in terms of that which is so obviously correct and that which is so obviously morally bankrupt and wrong. I couldn't end on a better note from you with this because this is something that I think that we're going to have to really evaluate social media, what's going on now and and the influence and maybe people spending too much time on it rather than focusing on the issue so that something like this should never happen again. Rabbi Arie Lightstone, your book, Let My People Know, is still available on Amazon. And we thank you. We know how busy you are. And we will invite you back for updates because this is not going to end anytime soon. Let Let me just share one thing for every listening and watching. Uh, the people of Israel need your prayers. Uh, they need your phone calls to your congressmen and your senators, but they need your prayers. 
So if you're a praying type and you believe in the difference between good and evil, do that this evening, do it today, please. Uh, I believe it works. I know that it works and, and it's very much appreciated from everybody sitting over here in Israel. Thank you. Thank you so much. Welcome back. Joining us now is some another person coming to us exclusively from Israel. Rabbi Yehuda Glick is an Orthodox rabbi. He's American-born Israeli. He has been a member of the Knesset, and he's also been a candidate for president in Israel. And he's going to give us some updates about what is going on, and we are honored to have him back on the show. We wish we could have you under better circumstances, but we appreciate the time you're spending with us. Okay, so just uh, shalom to all of you. Shalom to all of you. from. Uh, I'm right now here in Netivot. And uh, Netivot is one of the cities that is on the border between Gaza and uh, and Israel, so the little little south of uh, south uh, southeast of uh, of Sderot, uh towards Beer Sheva. But uh, here in, in Netivot itself, there were uh, some uh, some victims of terror also, and we are here. Uh, my wife Hadassah and myself, we've been spending the last three days going uh, from house to house. Visiting families and strengthening them. We're bringing the, the kids uh, goodies and games and toys and things that, that, that we've received uh, from, from wonderful people around the world who are supporting what we're doing. But uh, majorly, we are uh, trying to, 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 to live up what's, what we're, we're, where we are right now. Because uh, as you all know, uh, I would say we've been forced right now to fight a very bitter war that we have uh, been trying to avoid for so many decades. I'd say it took a while, uh, but now we clearly understand. We are fighting against, I would say, devils. We're fighting against cruel animals, not human beings. No excuses of occupation or human rights stand behind them. The Gaza Strip was evacuated by Israel in 2005, down to the last soldier and the last civilian. And the nations of the world lined up to pour financial support for the Palestinians to turn it into a blooming garden, a Singapore of the Middle East. When we left the Gaza Strip, 25% of Israel's agriculture export came from the Gaza Strip. We left the, 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 the hot, hot, we left behind all the uh, facilities, they could just have turned on the water and they could have had a, a blossoming uh, uh, land. But the leadership chose terrorism. And like from the very beginning of Zionism, they preferred to fight against us and to blame us for their trouble rather than to build themselves a brighter future. Right now, we understand there's no peace, no compromise with monsters who rule the Gaza Strip. What we saw here on the past Shabbat mean, cruel behavior. They are condemned according to the law, just like Hitler. Their actions prove that if they could, they would also build guest chambers for all of us. So right now, we have no choice. And we're well, determined. Pictures are coming out now in the United States from Israelis and Americans who are stuck in Israel because they want the world to see how babies were burned just like in the gas chambers it is unbelievable. It is unbelievable that Holocaust survivors are reliving this again. Listen, it's it's on, on this Shabbat. I would think we the the more the mo- most amount of pe- Jews were killed in one day, like we like we've never had since the Holocaust. So as I said, we're determined to lead a war without mercy until the Hamas cruelty is defeated. We're going to fulfill our mission for this world to become a light. Nations and where Zion will have to stand at its mission. If in one day they killed a thousand of our people, we can't stop anymore. They kidnapped, hijacked, took hostage, 
young babies, elderly people, girls, young teenager girls, and they 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 they, they just grabbed them just for the very fact that they were Jewish. Uh, this brings us to a new situation, and today Israel is unanimously united to defeat. Jews around the world are united. It doesn't Jews matter. Around the world, they're not in Jews. Our best allies all over the world, and even people who are criticizing us at different times, are giving us a back. And we hope this we hope this back continues because right now we are fighting a Nazi regime, and we have to we they have to be wiped out. They have to be wiped out, and they have to understand. Now the army uh, is now getting ready to go in to Gaza. I, I, today we were, my wife and I and, my, and myself, as I said, we took took off all of our activity. We both run different organizations. I run the Shalom Jerusalem Foundation, which deals with bringing the central role of uh, the awareness to the centrality of Jerusalem and Temple Mount Zion to the world. My wife runs the Israel Organization for Young Widows and Orphans, Amitzim. We took off our, 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 our all of our activity. And we drove down to the south, and we're now here in the south. What we're doing is we're strengthening the families because the war that's going to be beginning in a few days is going to need a very strong, not only the soldiers are going to have to be strong, which we saw, we saw them today, they're very motivated, but not only the soldiers are going to have to be strong, the people living here in these cities are going to have to be strong. So we are going from family to family. We're strengthening them. We're telling them that Israel is behind them. The whole world is behind them. And they tell us, and they're telling us back, tell the soldiers, don't, don't, don't stop for a second. By the way, yesterday there was a, a petition signed by thousands of wives and mothers of soldiers who went to the reserves and, and they said to, to write to the prime minister, don't care about us. Don't listen to us. Tell our children to re- bring a victory. And therefore, I'm calling upon, first of all, all of our friends around the world. The prayer now, right now, is not to protect Israel. The prayer now is not to uh, guard us. The prayer now is to help us reach a victory over evil. It's, a, it's, not, it, it's not our victory. It's a victory of the, of the free world. It's a victory. We're, we're beginning a, a world war against the, the entire world evil. Because it's not only in Gaza. It's led by organizations which are in Lebanon and in Iran. These are people who want to turn this world into a, a, a hell. And our mission is to stop that. And therefore, we have to, we need prayer to reach a victory until we defeat them. Of course, we need prayers for the safety of the hostages and the kidnapped people. We, children, babies are put in cages. We're kidnapped. We need prayer for the soldiers to be able to, to, to know how to do it. And we need prayer for ourselves to be strong enough, even though it may be painful. And we need prayers that the people living, the civilians living in the cities here will be strong enough. We need prayers for those families and, and kibbutzim and settlements that were totally stru- torn to pieces. Kibbutz Be'eri, which is a small little kibbutz, less than a thousand, a thousand civilians, 150 people were killed. Can you imagine? The numbers and the and the cruelty. Unfortunately, we are not going. We need a lot of prayer. We're not even going to know all the numbers because we don't even know how many hostages there are. And it's going to be this is going to be long, and it's going to be going to be full of death and destruction and painful. Rabbi, we are running out of time. Okay, so I just want to say that we, as I said, our organizations, Hadas Amitzim dot com, and my organization, ShalomJerusalem dot org have decided that in the near future, every cent that comes into our organization, nothing goes to us, nothing goes to anybody, only to the families of the civilians living here and to, and to, and to the soldiers here. We, 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 we today sent thousands of shekels buying games for the families, buying food for the families, buying everything. We need them to be strong. And Thank you for calling us from Israel. Send me the information. I'm going to share it out to all the American groups I'm involved with and through the social media and stay safe and stay healthy. You yourself are are no stranger to terrorism and we appreciate your leadership and guidance always. Thank you so much and God bless every one of you. Shalom.
Welcome back. Joining us now from Israel is Shalom Ashkenazi. He is part of the American Friends for the Jordan River Valley. And coincidentally, I was supposed to have a meeting with somebody in New York from the organization. And somehow this became a discussion of something totally different. It became a discussion of how the organization is on the front lines, helping displaced families and helping soldiers and their families as they are in the beginning stages of war. Shalom. First of all, thank you for giving us your time. We know how busy you are. Todah Rabah, which is thank you in Hebrew to our non-Jewish audience. Welcome to the show, Shalom. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming me. Uh, I just want a quick uh, uh, comment. It's Jordan River Village, not Jordan River Valley. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so tell us about the Jordan River Village organization and what you are doing and what you are seeing firsthand that American and international listeners to the show should be aware of. Okay, so Jordan River Village was a, is a part of a, the big organization called Serious Fund Children Network, who served the kids with a chronic disease. We welcome a kids for a, for for a five or four days of fun. Uh, every uh, we have forty session a week, uh, forty session a year. Sorry, uh, as usual in in the normal days, we we observe the kids, we welcome the kids, uh, and have fun with them. Uh, this past uh, Shabbat, this past uh, Saturday, when the war war break, uh, we we decided to open our house. For uh, families with disabled kids, uh, disabled children from the south that under missile uh, missile attack, missiles attack, and uh, we start to make uh, phone calls to welcome people. On Sunday 9 a.m., we had the first uh, families family came. Uh, we found families that uh, very tired, very scared. Uh, they have to deal with the uh, with the, the kids, with the, with, the, with the disabled kid, and in the same time to be in the shelter and to run to the shelter all the time and to be in this uh, very high pressure and, and scary, scary time uh, in, uh, in the south of Israel. The following day, we start to get phone calls from families from the north of Israel that they afraid as well. And uh, now we have, uh, up to now, we have uh, a full house, full capacity of 100 beds uh, for people, uh, for families from the south or the north that under the missiles attack. Um, we, we we serve them with a bed and shower and etc. with three meals. And also we have uh, full activities, uh, we have full full schedule for uh, act- uh, fun activities and social activities for the kids to to help them uh, to forget for a, for a bit from the problems in in the region. Well, you actually are talking about something we don't hear much about at all, and that is children with disabilities and how parents and families have to help them through this time, um, especially since so many children we see in America, the media, the social media, how children were brutally murdered. And I'm sure some of these children with you and their families are aware of what's going on. Yes, um, I can tell you in a personal note, I have two sons in the army, and my daughter, she is going to reserve duty in a very elite unit now. 
Uh, so I'm going to have three children in the army. And uh, it's very scary to a person uh, for, in, a, in, in my age. I'm 48. I'm, I'm scared. I think about the small kids or the kids with the disabled kids, what they feel. And um, I truly think that we, we, we changed the world after we saw the, the, the pictures and in the, the movies in the, in the media we, with so much evil, we, we want to, to make the, the world a better place to stay. That's our answer to the, to the terrorism. So you also have volunteers there helping you out, uh, provide food and essential supplies to the families and to soldiers as well. I know that you've up, you know, you've added those, um, services and how could people in America help you and help what you are doing? There are so many people here on the listening, Jewish and non-Jewish that are supporting Israel because they see what's going on. How could they help you out? So, first of all, in Israel, we have volunteers uh, that uh, deliver food, deliver uh, uh, clothes, deliver uh, laundry machines, etc., etc. To volunteer their their time to have a to make fun for the kids. Also, people donate money. Uh, people from the, the, the from abroad can help us with money to run this organization. It's a, it costs a lot to to have a, the, the all the employees to have all the all the food that we buy, all the the activities. Uh, 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 it cost it cost a lot, you know. There is no uh, uh, tag price for a for a social worker. If if you need social worker for a kid, uh, or you need psychologists for for the kids that uh, saw something in the television, we we provide it without without to ask any any question. We we. We open our uh, wallet to whatever uh, kids uh, kids need. And uh, for example, the summer kid said that he wants a swimming pool. We opened the swimming pool for him. We bought the uh, the lifeguard, even though the, the swimming pool was closed in this uh, season. We bought the lifeguard and we decided to open the, the swimming pool. Right. We, we I, I have here the website where people can go directly. It's www.afjrv.org. We want you to stay safe. We want you to stay healthy. We want you to help children, especially who are, as is, have disabilities and handicaps and need special services to go through this very troubling time together peacefully and with their family and friends. And may we soon hear good news from the land of Israel and for Jews around the world. Shalom, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you very much. And we're looking for better days to come. Thank you. Welcome back in to the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. My name, Drew Shelton, your American Patriot DJ. Honored to to have a little voice on this show. But, you know, I, I also uh, have my own radio show. And uh, it's the Real Talk Radio Network, 93.3, the voice of freedom. We are a country-driven station, a Christian conservative, you know, news talk station. Listeners and all 50 states in America, listeners in 68-plus different countries, 
And, and I was honored to have Cindy on our show, uh, the morning crew with Dan and Drew every Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time. Cindy joined us earlier this week, and I just want to play that interview for you. Again, just more perspective on what's happening on the terror in Israel. Honored to be joined right now uh, by Cindy Gross. She is the Jewess Patriot, and she's one of my dear friends. And uh, Cindy, when I, I saw the news over the weekend, my heart was breaking. I'm seeing the news right now, sirens ringing again across southern Israel. You have many family and friends there. Uh, what's going on in your world right now? Uh, I, I want to thank you for allowing me to have a voice and to tell the people um, in the audience that uh, I wish I could come back to you guys. I haven't been with you guys in months, but with some good news. But it's very, very bad in Israel. I mean, since this, uh, I don't even want to call it a war because this, these aren't war crimes. This is just something that we can't even uh, describe baby six months old, ten months old, being locked up in chicken coops and taken mm. away from their parents, watching them get murdered, 85-year-old Holocaust survivors. And I don't have good feelings. I haven't slept. I'm afraid to go to sleep. I keep the TV on because I'm afraid to wake up and it's going to be something worse. Uh, I've been talking nonstop as much as I can with leaders in our country, with leaders in Israel. Uh, I'm going to have on my show this weekend, Knesset members. Uh, I just really want to address something to an audience that's international, but that is coming out of middle America. What is going on right now is something, as we now know, and we're going to find out, that has been carefully planned. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about something. We have, for the first time, elected officials in Washington that don't think of America first, that don't think of allies first. We have a president who thought it was more important to stay silent and quiet as Americans are killed. And you're going to find that number of Americans escalate big time. What they're saying on TV now, I don't think is the accurate number because nobody knows and nobody wants to share just how many Americans are there. People were there from all over the world celebrating a Jewish holiday, the festival of Sukkot. It's our harvest like a Jewish Thanksgiving, culminating with the giving of the Torah, Simcha Torah. It was Shabbos. The fact that people were more concerned and like in our um, country, about being politically correct and accepted by everybody, rather than the security of legal taxpayers and the security of appreciating and respecting what uh, governs and who governs and just respect for each other. Well, you've united Jews around the world like never before, but we have to start to question in our own neighborhoods because I can tell you that New York, Los Angeles, Texas, Florida, areas that are even led by Republicans are not safe. And what's happening in uh, Israel is going to happen here. And not only that, I predict we're going to see now China move into Taiwan because now the perfect storm of China, Russia, and Iran have a goal, and that is to destroy democracy and the leader of the free world, America, and they are help being helped by President Joe Biden. Oh, yes, they are. Mm. Hey, hey, Cindy, I have a question for you, and this has puzzled me forever and ever. Why do, do certain people just hate the Jews? I don't, I don't, I never understood that. Uh, is it a religious thing? Is it is it they just can't stand them for some reason? I don't know. I've tried to grasp it, and I don't. I can't. I can't get an answer. <laughs> so I don't. So know. I'm going to be writing an article that's going to be published about answering some of those questions because it's something that people ask me all the time because I have such a large non-Jewish audience that supports Israel and it's close ties. I'm going to tell 
you, you're watching in London, in New York, in Chicago, people rallying for the destruction of Israel and supporting Palestinians. Ask any of those people where they get their facts from. Most of them don't, can't even recognize Israel on a map. They wouldn't know where to look. They've never been to Israel. They've never even met an Israeli who lives in Israel. So we have to start to say the propaganda begins, and it's, it's, it wasn't from yesterday, obviously, and it was, or even in the Obama administration. This goes back already 20, 30 years in our education system, Common Core, when the books and the um, the uh, teachers' guides and the structure of curriculum was set up in Qatar, who was one of the first to come out and condemn Israel. Meanwhile, had Saudi Arabia joined on, my understanding is that Qatar was not too far behind. They've, uh, you know, have started to have some relationships with Israel, and I think that maybe in time, certain Arab countries that they think that this deal, the brokering of the Abraham Accords extending is over, I think they're going to figure out that uh, they're going to stick with Israel and America because they're not going to benefit from an Iran, North Korea, China, and Russia relationship. Yeah. Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot, uh, joining us here this morning on the Morning Crew. Cindy, you say you have family and friends over there in Israel. So kind of just, if you can, share with our listeners uh, what they've shared with you, what they're seeing, true uh, true reality on the ground. Well, I'm not going to discuss uh, who I spoke to or where they're located, but in areas that you're not hearing, the main areas of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem I am hearing for the first time real fear in people that have lived there and have lived through the war, have been IDF soldiers, Americans who are there that feel that, I mean, people, like I said, international travel was there. The the, the busiest time of tourism in Israel is during the week that this happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, people cannot get loved ones home with American passports. They can't, I am getting phone calls from people if I have connections to try to get them out. I know that uh, the State Department uh, has something online. I know that uh, various um, officials, but people have to really be vigilant in fighting for this. Just remember, today it's the Jews, tomorrow it's somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you said you called yourself a Christian station. It's Judeo-Christian values at stake. I love to see how all the people who are gay are rallying with the Palestinians. And the joke of this is, or all the women, the women and the gays are the first people after the Jews that the radical Islamic terrorists are going after and are going to brutally rape and murder. They don't care about that. That's against their religion. And yet, I can't, dis- I can't tell you why unless people are just getting paid like we've said with Black Lives Matter, we really have to start to think about who we are electing, maybe adjusting some of the laws about being American-born and allegiance to America first. I mean, we cannot have elected officials on local, state, and national levels uh, having more loyalty to radical Islamic terrorists than to the people who vote them in and pay their salaries. Mm-mm-mm. People fearing for their lives right now more than ever. Cindy, you were talking earlier about uh, how this could happen here in America, in the big cities, the smaller cities, you know, red states, blue states. Uh, nowhere truly, I don't think, is safe anymore. Uh, absolutely not. I could tell you in New York, nobody I know wants to go into the city. I will tell you that I've heard from very good sources that Mayor Eric Adams, uh, is fearing a primary from a socialist. I can't, un- I do not understand how Chicago was so miserable under their previous mayor and that they picked somebody even more radical and it was coming up with more stupid ideas. Right. Like, you know, uh, suing car companies for theft rather than dealing with the fact that there are people that are benefiting 
Who is paying for all this? We need to have investigations into the money trail. And I hope that within the next 48 hours that we are united Republicans and we start to really publicly demand answers because we cannot have this go on and we cannot allow people in Washington encouraging this. And then I just want to say something about social media. I've been saying it for a long time, and I've been using it less and less, even though I'm in this circle. Do not believe everything you see. Everybody thinks they're important. There are very few facts out there. There are a lot of people expressing opinion without facts to back it up, and it's wrong. A lot of the things you're seeing coming out of Israel, a lot of the things coming out of Gaza are wrong. There are stations on TV that are showing Gaza uh, totally destroyed, and it's their right, and they're not showing anything from Israel. Look at the celebrities, what they're endorsing. I salute Kylie Jenner, but she she should have stand strong and not given back. I'm working with companies that supported Israel, that were especially not Jewish companies uh, supporting Israel, that had to go on and make statements that they're not political, they're small businesses in America, and yet people are attacking and threatening them. This social media thing has got to be overhauled. Our First Amendment rights did not say threaten people with uh, fear and death. And that has to be addressed as people unite around a new speaker and vote in this November local people and gear towards the presidential, congressional, and senatorial races of 2024. Yeah, the, the, the voting system, the voting system, voting, uh, season, you know, between now and our next general, which will be next November, it's the biggest elections of our lifetime. Uh, we gotta get a speaker in tomorrow. Biden's gonna speak today, kinda give us an update on what, uh, what's going on in America, what when it comes to Israel. I, I just hope we can find, uh, peace sooner than later. I, I just fear that's not the case. Cindy, where can people follow you uh, if they want to get more information, you know, as, as you learn it? You, I know you'll be sharing it. Well, I be, I'll be writing articles for the uh, Israel National News. And, of course, my show, The Jewess Patriot, is syndicated on every major outlet in the tri-state area. It's on WGBB Radio. Uh, Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can reach out to me on social media. Although, even though I am not on it a lot, I am on it enough that I could address issues. And I, we must get together. This is not a Jewish issue. This is not an American issue. This is a common-sense international issue for the sake of a middle class, for the sake of Judeo-Christian values, and for the sake of our children and the world's future. The one thing I could tell you is that I do not have good feelings, and neither for anybody else, but maybe take those feelings and get together and unite and fight. Amen. Thank you, Cindy. Your American Patriot, DJ Drew Shelton here. You're listening to the Jewess Patriot with Cindy Gross. And if you've been with us the entire show, thank you so much. At the very beginning of the show, you heard children singing the national anthem of Israel. You know, and sadly, shortly after that clip, you know, from years and years ago, they were all murdered in gas chambers or they were shot to death because they were Jewish. I want to end the show today with a song of hope. It's called Jerusalem of Gold. We need to remember now more than ever, this war is on democracy. This war is on freedom. This war is on normalcy. We play that. We close the show. We bless you. We pray with you. And we'll talk to you Next week.
This is Cindy Gross, the Jewess Patriot. I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for watching the Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program, as well as previous ones, available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on the Jewish Patriot Show.